Hi, my name is Esther Steinberg, Garden Swartz. And I, the last thing I prayed for was a house in Los Angeles. Oh my God, I'm lame. Please, God, if you're listening, um, I want a house in LA. Get me out of Brooklyn. <laughs> First of all, let me say I'm so excited that we have Esther on the show. She's so funny and she has a special coming out on the 30th of March, also known as March 30th. Burning So bush. soon. I fucking loved it. It's really well done, especially considering she performed in front of a bunch of cars, which I imagine is not easy. Pandemic special. Mm-hmm. You can watch her special on Amazon and a bunch of other places. Go to her Instagram or her website and check it out. But Juicy, you were saying yesterday you had a day. Are I you did have a day. Able to I able speak on that? I actually can't speak on one of the situations because I have now signed an NDA, so I'll tell you after this. But the other situation is fucking crazy, and it's something that literally would only happen to me. But as you know, I'm moving to the west side mm-hmm. of Los Angeles. Yeah, you are. And yesterday, our new landlord at our building that we're about to move into called me and said, Unfortunately, the girls who were supposed to be moving out of their unit that we already signed the lease on got COVID and they got a doctor's note saying that they can stay in the apartment for at least another three months. So they were like, that unit- Three months? Right? Which is A, insane. B, now I'm like, I don't even think they have COVID. I think they couldn't find another apartment and like faked sick to get a doctor's note to say that they don't have to move. So the landlord was like, we can offer you another unit. It's bigger. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Let's just do that. But then he was like, oh, but there's carpeting in the bedrooms. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not great. I don't want carpet. I don't want my Peloton on the carpet. I hate carpet. So now we're in a battle. I don't want your Peloton on the carpet either. Thank you. Trying to figure out if they can remove that carpet or if we're just straight up not going to move to that building so i guess we'll fucking see they should be a little more accommodating and help you out plus they are trying floors or hard floors increase the value i that's what i said i was like what's the big deal also you can put down the hardwood floors every other unit has hardwood floors and he was like oh well then the hardwood floors would be mismatched because they discontinued the color of brown that the other units have and i was like i don't care if it's mismatched Let me move in with Miss Mass Troy. Yeah, and no then when I move out, know. you can put the carpet back if you really need to. So yeah. I'll find out at like four o'clock today if that's doable. That is a really boring story. What no a bitch. A shit, that like, what are the chances? Why would that happen? Oh, I love mundane stuff like that. That's very annoying. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything lame like that that's going on in my life. <laughs> um I did. I will say this. I felt you're lucky. Thank you. I felt like a big fat Jew this morning because I went to the doctor just because I just felt like I should go. It's been a while and everyone else was going. And I was like, what if something's going on? And I don't know. I should find out. Take control of your health. So I'm getting a physical and the doctor's like asking me all these questions. And he's like, do you have a history of glaucoma? Oh, don't worry. I see the eye doctor. I just had got an eye exam. Have you had a breast exam? Oh, yeah. I was at the gynecologist in October. Are you getting your skin checked? You have a a 
higher risk of skin cancer. Oh yeah, I see my dermatologist every four months. I was like, I'm fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I'm perfectly healthy no, and I've got a doctor for everything. Obsessed. I love it. I literally like get a bug bite and I go to the doctor. But with just to me, chat. Like everyone always thinks I'm being dramatic. And then when I get to the doctor, it's always, oh, it's it's a good thing you came in. Like remember when I yes. went to the doctor for a literal bug bite and I was like, I feel like this doesn't look great. And the doctor was like, oh yeah, that's infected. You should get on antibiotics right away. I'm like, well, good fucking thing. Meanwhile, my boyfriend is like, you're fine. Yeah. You're so dramatic. But you know what? I love the doctor. I love being reassured. I love being Me in too. a patient's chair. Just like, I also went to the dentist like six times this month. It was great. <laughs> you know what? When you go to the doctor and you're the patient, you are the star of the show. And sometimes it's nice to just get a little attention. <laughs> I also like like doing bits with the doctor. Like I met – so I got my teeth whitened yeah. and I met a new dentist that I don't usually go to. And I feel like we were like vibing. Like we had a good comedic energy okay. back and forth. And I was like, it's so nice to like talk to someone else that doesn't really know your whole – deal. It's wild to me that a lot of people also don't have health insurance because they think they're young and healthy. But I'm like, you may be healthy tomorrow or today. I think think everyone wants health insurance, but I think people who can't afford it um, at this time, or maybe they're freelance or they're out of work, like they just say that Mm -hmm. they don't want it. And which it's like, no, listen, that's possible. Everyone should want health insurance. It's unfortunate that it's so hard to I think everyone deserves health insurance. Yes. Anyway, this isn't a Medicare for All podcast, but we would love to have Bernie Sanders on the show. No, um, I, I think that pretty much. That really, all. I think that'd be. He would be rude, but that would be a good get for us. We would get so many listens. Do you have anything to say about Esther, or this podcast, or life? Um, let's just get to the chat because it's a really fun one. It's one of my faves. Do I say that all the time? Maybe I do. But... Maybe, but. Every time is like the first time. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm just saying. Fine, I'll cut that out. It's, it's like kind of every funny. time I'm like, this is so good. That was so good. This is so good. Like, I don't know. It's just – that's what happens when you love what you do, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's just what happens when we're extremely hyperbolic. Hey there, we're JC and Jess, and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism and other religions when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Esther Steinberg, Garden Sports. Esther is a comedian, <laughs> cast member. It's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a mouthful. We love it. Esther, you're a comedian. You're a cast member of Up Early Tonight on Hulu the host of Stand Up Mom podcast, and guess what? She has a comedy special called Burning Bush coming out on March 30th. We're super psyched. Welcome to the podcast, Esther. Welcome. Thank you. I hope I'm qualified to be on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Did so qualified. Esther, two last names <laughs> is my... Did I butcher it? Did I butcher the no, second No, not one? at all. I mean, I always tell people, like, I prefer to give it, like, a more nasal, like, add a for no reason. <laughs> I'm just like Esther Steinberg Gardens one. Like, just make it as oh, silly as possible. My name is so extra on purpose. Yes, it's um, classic. I doubled down trying to figure out what my last name was, just as a 
fuck you to Hollywood. <laughs> you absolutely. <laughs> you have the most Jewish name in Hollywood by far. And I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's, it, it's really funny because I don't know. I, I guess growing up, you heard stories of everyone changing their last name mm-hmm. to be, to conform. And it might be really helpful. Like, mm-hmm. I think Jonah Hill's last name was like Jonah something. Feldman, right? Oh, is it Feldstein? Yeah. Because it's Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein. And oh, yeah. Siblings, and Beanie's so. like, I'm fine with this last name. And Jonah's like, Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Natalie Portman, she always, we always Natalie talk about her. Natalie she. Her schlag. We're I always drag her. Schlag, you always correct me. Yeah, fuck her. No, I'm kidding. She's amazing. Natalie, her schlag. <laughs> such a mouthful. I mean, even I get self-conscious, not totally self-conscious, but I send in a lot of audition tapes mm-hmm. and I get nothing. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it is funny to be like, I'm playing this character and my name is Esther Steinberg. And it's like, couldn't be more obvious. There's no... There's no hiding. I don't, you have <laughs> nothing to hide anymore. I think you can freely be a proud Jew. And like, if someone can't pronounce your last name, like all you have to do is like correct them. Or you could be like Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan and go your entire career with people saying your name wrong and just like deal mm. with it. Mm. But I do think the onus is on the person to correct people if they mispronounce your last name. Do you guys agree or disagree? I don't even care about the, it's not even about the pronunciation. It's like, I'm a casting director. Mm-hmm. I'm, let's just say the character is Colombian mm-hmm. and I'm going through papers mm-hmm. and headshots and it's like Esther Steinberg. And then I can't play that part, yeah. which maybe I shouldn't play that part. Maybe, I, maybe it's not for me to play. Maybe a Colombian girl or someone, you know, um, should be playing it. And then, and then there's the question, of course, which I'm like, very tempted to avoid but like anyone can play a jewish girl who has white skin yeah yeah i mean apparently i don't want to get into the basil of it yeah, all too quickly but like <laughs> i it's it's in everything like um i was watching hebrew hammer for Naturally. a minute and i had to turn it off because i got angry because like the three jewish women his mom his love interest and like some other woman who was like oh I they let me blah, 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 blah. don't y'all sit down and I'm like hold on pause <laughs> I'm gonna google this and every single one of those characters was not Jewish I mean I do think there's something to be said that like if a Jewish woman can't play a Colombian then why <laughs> are non-Jews allowed to play mm-hmm. Jews I think if you want to believe that actors can play different I mean, you know what? I don't know. It's But it's, it's also it's like tricky. you're an actor, get dressed up and act. Right. Like I'm really into like with theater, it's like all colorblind. It's it's mm-hmm. because yes. obviously a a black person or an Asian person cannot play a Jewish person, right. cannot play a white person. So there is limitations yeah. with certain races and things. And then it gets all so confusing with Judaism where everyone's like, it's not a race. It is a race. It's not a race. It is a race. Do you think it's a race? I don't know. It's it's a very it's so com- I would call it not a race, but not not a race. Super complicated, so layered. Just like everything else in Judaism, like <laughs> no clear cut answer. Question mark. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I saw Billy Elliot on Broadway multiple times, but one Brad of the times it. I I know sick. <laughs> one of the times I saw it, um, 
it was a black boy who played Billy Elliot. Mm. And it was fucking awesome. Like, he was the best yeah. tap dancer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I saw August Osage County on Broadway. Okay. Brag, brag. And I think I saw it twice. And it was like the mom was this, like, older mother was black, I think. Uh, from like the Jeffersons or I forget the actress's name, but I just ate it up mm-hmm. and loved yeah. it and was like, yeah, colorblind casting works with Broadway where they're just like, who can embody this character? Yeah. Who can embody these feelings and who can help tell the story? Right. And then it's not about what someone looks like, but then you get into Hollywood and it's like these extreme close-ups on so-and-so and you want her to have blue eyes and a perfect nose. Mm-hmm. But also you want her to be a complicated, layered, funny, Jewish, pushy woman who's embodying all the stereotypes of, like, Jews. And then I'm like, you can't talk like that with blue eyes. I know. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if either of you have seen Hunters, which is... No, I've been meaning to watch that. I turned it off. I, I was hated like, it. We're done here. Oh, yeah. Cool. I also had that reaction. I think it was good. But the fact that... Okay, I don't know who your friends are, but disown them. Vanity it was Fair. not good. Um, Vanity Fair is not good. <laughs> but Al Pacino playing a Jewish man was like the most psychotic thing I've ever seen in my life. Like he's famously the most not Jewish. <laughs> but we always say Jews and Italians are so similar. I'm fine with Al Pacino mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because I'm sick of, and this is like my, gosh, my soapbox. This is currently my soapbox. It has been for like two years. Jewish men like Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. etc., Jonah Weinbach. <laughs> so they're like totally accepted and um, on camera. They're super ugly and we love them and we can't get enough <laughs> yes. of them. And then they're always playing opposite like Katherine Heigl and other gorgeous chicks of blondes. Fine. Whatever. If that is what it is, then I would like to see like only people playing Jews that aren't Jews feels like very designated to women. Mm -hmm. And I understand there's a couple of instances of men, but it always feels like it's Hebrew hammer where the guy is this like, you know, we love him, big nose Jew guy, Andy Samberg, et cetera. And then some kind of blue eyed woman with a teeny tiny nose and a teeny tiny waist who's pretending to be a Jewish mother of like three. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) um, but I know that there's instances of men and things like that. But I do have a fantasy of creating a movie where I am like me mm-hmm. and we play up that I'm like a hot, not hot, but like you're hot. You desirable. can say it. Oddly desirable, kind of like a Seth Rogen, like oddly desirable, like somehow got the girl, <laughs> but like whatever. A funny Jewish woman who has like this like sexy like Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth and he and Chris Hemsworth just like can't get enough of me and I'm just like funny and silly like I I want to see that movie where it's the Jewish woman I want either me or I'll write it and then we'll have Jenny Slate play (laughs) Um, it's like Jenny Slate and then like I guess I mean she did say Captain America I know but honestly he was like not peaking then like I do think she got him when he was less hot. Right. But, but even a frumpier, even we can go even like into frumpy Jewish girl because we, if we want to like mm-hmm. align it with, you know, Seth Rogen. And, and, and I also think that that's Judd Apatow's truth mm-hmm. is like this like um, 
creaturey looking Jewish guy with like a stunning blonde. Well, that's his that life. Is yeah, his life. Yeah. The and I'm like, how can I flip this? You see that same problem that. on network TV where there's always like a hot, skinny wife who has like seven thousand kids and is like always has like <laughs> a basket of laundry in hand and is cooking dinner, and then the husband is like disgusting a and like burping. Child. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen the trailer for Kevin? Kevin can go fuck himself. It has nothing to do with Judaism, but that sounds so good. So Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek is starring in this show for AMC about like this typical sitcom, beautiful wife who like fucking hates her husband. Mm -hmm. And like they're, and she winds up like wanting to kill him. Basically it's like a total (laughs) play on Kevin, whatever the fuck his name is. Fat fuck. Kevin, what's his name? Kevin James. Oh, Um, and it's like a big spoof of how he's the worst and anyway yeah king of the my hell. husband is i'm the slob and he calls me a chaya what does that which mean means it's like hebrew for animal <laughs> and my mom used to or my staff used to be like like you filthy slob basically you filthy animal and um you know like my shit will be all over the place and lip gloss and open container of coconut oil and i'm like <laughs> Okay, whatever. I'll like, like, just shove it. Somewhere. He's like, you're a chaya. And I'm like, yeah. And he likes to do the dishes and the laundry. So I'm like, that's my truth. Humble <laughs> brag. He like does all the laundry. You my boyfriend does all the laundry too. I think he like legitimately loves it. He loves to fold. Mm. It's very common. Yeah, my husband's OCD. Yeah. And that's like his weird Jewish OCD family. I have that, yeah. And then my mom is like full on messy hoarder saves clippings of a magazine because it had like an inspirational like lip color that she needs to keep (laughs) she might need to reference further down the line yeah she liked the way that j-lo did her eyebrows and so she needs to keep this piece of paper for (laughs) all eternity even though it's from a self magazine from 2003 i'm definitely more like your husband in that i'm like so ocd and it's And, like, I know you should, people throw that term around a lot. I really do think I have, like, obsessive compulsive tendencies where having things, like, neat and orderly is so calming to me and soothes my anxiety more than anything. Watching you in your bedroom and being like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it tracks. That checks out. Yeah. (laughs) Esther, where are you from and where are you right now? I'm from Tampa, Florida, which is, like, far. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm I'm living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is mm, chic. Less barf. <laughs> I'd when I was a kid, I had always dreamt of living in New York and was obsessed with New York and like Broadway and even like the Judaism because there was no pretty much no Jews in Tampa. There was a few, but it's like I had to very actively join BBYO, very actively mm. join um, USY, and and we did the conventions and like. I went to Jewish camp in Georgia, um, Ramah, and mm. I, it was so such an active procedure of trying to be part of the community. And like, obviously, in Williamsburg, you like cough, and there's a million <laughs> Jews. <laughs> You're not allowed to cough. Um, if you throw a rock up in the air, you will hit a Jewish land. You're also not allowed <laughs> to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, if you, I don't know, but. There are a lot of Jews. I'd always, yeah, I, I think that being in Tampa and like the small Jewish community became everyone knows everyone mm-hmm. was also nice because in New York, it's like, oh my God, you're Jewish. I'm Jewish. Like you don't have those conversations. No. Right. It's like, 
okay, get in line. (laughs) So is everyone else here? Yeah. Did you go to public school in Tampa? I went to private school, private Jewish school, and then I went to a private school for middle school that was not Jewish, but heavy Jewish population. And then I, for high school, I went to public school. So I went like small Jewish community, private school, and then boom, public school. And I loved, I loved that journey. And also, yeah, I just felt like it was like slowly opened my eyes to other people, but still gave me that like good foundation of being like, yeah, I mean, I went to Hebrew school. You, and then I, my first album is called Hebrew School Dropout because I dropped out because I hated it. We were going to name this podcast Hebrew School Dropout, but I think it's actually really? taken or something. Uh, well, or maybe we saw your, honestly, like we could have seen your album. It's a great name. It's a great name. name. I'm Just, a Hebrew right, School I Dropout. I wanted my album to be like kind of Jewish. And I did a Britney Spears photo shoot and I was really happy with myself. I'm happy like, with you for doing that. Britney Spears, because I it was also around the time that I was like, oh, Catholic school girl, sexiness. Mm-hmm. Like that was like my sexual awakening was there was something amazing about Britney and how sexy she was yeah. in her sexy outfit. And it didn't, I don't know if it turned me on, but it like showed a woman just being, owning it mm-hmm. and being like, I want to be like her. It was probably the wrong thing for me to want to be, but. <laughs> well, it's like it forbidden, definitely- you know what I mean? It's like the opposite of what we knew, at least as Jews, like I wanted to go to Catholic school so badly. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Cruel intentions. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But I think it's like there's something like almost exotic about it, you know? Maybe not. Yeah. It's a hot, sexy Catholic school girl. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like moderately disturbed by the Catholic school girls, I think maybe because I was a cheerleader and we would like always compete against those schools and they were like actually ratchet whores. (laughs) (laughs) So I was always just like, oh, I'm good. That was the rumor. And I also I I also did a little cheerleading and was really into the cheerleader. Maybe I just like totally bought the the Hollywood version of high school and wanted to went all in eat it up. Like I watched television. And I fell in love. Yeah. I was like, you I and me both. Like I want to be like them, the ones on TV, the real <laughs> high schoolers that are 90 years old. <laughs> I just want to go on the record and say I also was a cheerleader, but it was in middle school, which is embarrassing. Well, my grandmother went to the same school that I went to, but different back times. in the day, in like the, I think she graduated in 53. She was so shocked that I was going to be a cheerleader and kind of disturbed because for her that was just like not something that Jewish girls do. Yeah. And I'm like, you have blonde hair and you have a nose job. <laughs> Having a nose job is a very Jewish thing. I actually am in the process of like doing a documentary about my journey. Um I'm very on the <laughs> fence about a nose job. And so I'm kind of trying to do a documentary. I'm like in the mix of it talking about whether I should get one or shouldn't get one and the pros and cons and then possibly go through with it. Oh my God. Is it bad? My immediate reaction is to be like, don't get one. You don't need it. Like, is that? No, that's every, that's everyone's reaction. And I'm also agree with you. I don't need it. Yeah. But I'm also, I I think your nose is really nice. I think it has, I'm not here to please (laughs) listen. I think it has some character, but in like the best way possible. I'm almost there's something so complicated about it, which is basically I'm almost slightly the one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I'm mad that 
a Jewish nose job and big nose Jews and the stereotype has all created a monster around Jews and their noses. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to get a titty, titty job, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, That's and I just job. wanted like big rock hard boobies that I press together and post really awesome pictures. <laughs> I don't want that. But let's say I did. Everyone would be like, whatever. She got a tit job. If I got a bunch of moles removed, whatever. Been there, done that. I used to have a huge mole on my face. It is <laughs> get, it, get it out of there. Get those moles out. But there's something crazy about, or even lip injections, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. The nose job just feels like a betrayal to my Judaism. Yeah. And 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 it's not it's not it's not my responsibility to teach the world that like Jews Jewish stereotypes and big noses and like that was a that's a stereotype that was created that I personally feel like I'm not allowed to get a nose job because I I must remain proud of my Judaism and so it's like there's so many like layers because it's like who started this mm-hmm. Jews have big noses and why yeah no I don't know it's just. That's an interesting way to it's look at it. It's also just not just Jews. Like, a lot of cultures have big noses. Oh, yeah. It's, like, more than not. So, I also, just there's thought... plenty of Jews with small noses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... I was also told by my dad that I was going to get a nose job. He was like, I'll pay for your nose jobs. And he was, like, such an LOL joke in my family that my... He has three daughters, and I'm the youngest. And oh, he was same. like, and I'll get you all nose jobs. <laughs> and then he never followed through. <laughs> that is savage. <laughs> <laughs> My sister has a nice big nose, great for breathing. <laughs> and she she did not get one and she's the oldest. And then that, of course, set the precedent sure. of like no one's getting them. And there's part of me that just wants to do it to slightly rebel and be like, I'll do whatever I want. Similar but different. I'm the youngest of three girls as well. And my dad oh. promised me a trampoline. And he never got me one. Get yourself a trampoline. Oh, I'm going to fucking get one and put it in my living room. <laughs> of my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's such a, a funny, like, an interesting perspective. Like, I think ultimately having the choice, like, the power to make the decision for yourself is what it comes down to. I've always been scared. Yeah, it is scary. Like, I don't want anyone to judge me. I don't, if I got one, I don't want people to think that I don't want to be Jewish. I don't mm-hmm. want to be judged. And I'm like, wait a minute would I be a good role model? And I'm like, what's okay. I'm either going to get a nose job because I do whatever the fuck I want to do, or I don't get a nose job because I'm terrified that people are going to judge me because I'm not Jewish enough. Mm. Also, you complicated. You never know what the (laughs) nose job is going to look like. I know what, or if I'm going to get addicted to plastic surgery and then become a freak. That too. I'd have to to be very rich to be addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah. That's It's so expensive. addiction. And then, of course, <laughs> look, the nose job, the most important part is that we haven't talked about is that it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Costs it not going to look like. I know. Natalie Portman, Scarlett Johansson, Beyonce, um, literally every single person in Hollywood. Ashley Simpson. Angelina Ashley Jolie. Simpson, <laughs> Ashley Simpson and um, Dirty Dancing, Jennifer Grey yes. are the two examples of why you should not get a nose job. Yes. Yeah, career. And killer. then there's forty five thousand other people, <laughs> and those are the. Ex- are you sure? <laughs> and then there's Barbara Streisand, who's in her own category. She she has bright blue eyes. True. She has blondish hair, mm-hmm. a big nose, and like 
a, a voice of of an angel. She can she yeah. amazing cheek structure. If like, I had, mm-hmm. yeah, if I had all of those things, then no, I would not get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, like, um, I believe that Sarah Jessica Parker had like a tweak done, like a little tweak. She had a mole removed. I know that much. And it's also not fair that we're like we, me. I brought it up. Uh-huh. Like totally taking the microscope to Jewish women and finding out exactly what they got done, exactly what they didn't get done, blah, blah, blah. Like exactly. We're obsessed. We're obsessed with plastic surgery it. and with our looks. It's like part of our, our culture, I think. Absolutely. And it's like even getting worse with Zoom because we're all staring at our own dumb faces all day. Oh my God, I hate it. I'm s- so ready. Do you guys use the filters, like the beautifying filters? No. Um, no. Oh. Maybe I am. Uh, sometimes I, I have tried it. It looks like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Or you're just, your skin is like fucking amazing, which is, is probably also true. Um, That's I good. think it's all about um, lighting at the end of the day. Like the filter yeah. can sometimes be too much because I have tried it. I love a filter on Instagram. Yeah. That's totally kosher. Paris. I always use Paris for stories because it like blurs out my redness. Mm. I'm married with a kid. Yeah. So I did it all with my nose. And now I'm ready for the next chapter. When did you get married? Oh, a little over a year ago. I um I got that in Jew world, in like religious Jew world. I feel like there's only uh, two weekends that you can get married <laughs> because of the three-day weekend. Because you have to have a shul. Like oh, the shul yeah. while I have that. You have to have so I had a Sunday wedding on nine one one nine. Oh, Mazel. pretty recent. So I got a I had a really very 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 extremely traditional wedding. I even went to a mikvah. What was that like? You did. Um, I had a mikvah. Well, it was really funny because it was totally a blend of my two personalities. One is like just like a gross Hollywood girl, and the other personality <laughs> is like a very a religious woman. <laughs> and so it was like, you can take They were like, you must clean your nails. You <laughs> have to file your nails. You have to get dirt under your nails. You need to like brush out your hair. You need to like trip. Like there's this whole process mm-hmm. that you need to do before you go in the mikvah. And no one's like really watching you. But in my back of my head, I'm like, I have a spray tan and <laughs> acrylics. Just so if there's anyone listening who does not know what a mikvah is, it's like a bath where you go to like cleanse yourself before your marriage yeah right okay there's many uses so if you're a super religious woman i believe you right after your period you like go into the mikvah and it's like some kind of flowing water that you like dunk into and you have to like totally dunk and you come up and they're like kosher and then you dunk (laughs) again and you do it kosher and they do it three times and you're butt naked obviously (laughs) like and i was I, I was like by far the only person in this mikvah with a spray tan. <laughs> I was alone. Um, but it was like one of those funny things where I'm like, yeah, I'll clean my nails and cut my nails. I'll get a manicure. Acrylic, and I look like an orange clown, but okay. <laughs> was this in Brooklyn? This was, did you, we did, you did find the a wedding mikvah? in Denver. Um, my husband's family is all Denver mm. and he like bribed us. He was like, I'll help out with the wedding if you have it in Denver. And I'm like, we will ha- be having the wedding in Denver. <laughs> That's a good place to have a wedding. I feel like Denver is so beautiful. You can bribe. Anyone, if, you, if anyone bribes with like things, anyone can have their wedding anywhere. Like, <laughs> I can be bought. Like, <laughs> you have to have the wedding at the wife's. Lo- no. No. I think that's bullshit. Whoever wants it. What kind of Jew is your husband? So he was raised very conservative Jewish, but like, I feel like they're teetering on Orthodox. So his shul didn't even let Jew, uh, 
Jews didn't let women read from the Torah, oh. which is wild because uh, I was in I Tampa. They were like women read everything and there wasn't that situation, whatever. Egalitarian is that what it's called? There was no like mechitza, but it was still very mm-hmm. religious. And his dad um, is one of six. And there's a rabbi uncle who officiated our wedding, who's like a rabbi in Massachusetts. And he's like spectacular rabbi. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much Judaism happening on his side. And then my side is more like Jews, but also my mom's Israeli, which is a different. That's a different type of Jew. Different ball game. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're so Jewish that they don't need to go to shul. Yes. Like, it's they're just part so of their Jewish. Life. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't want to go to a synagogue to be Jewish. <laughs> and like Noah's, my husband's family is definitely celebrates like Shabbat. There's family members that are Shomer Shabbos, but it's so funny. And mm-hmm. I do feel like it's every Jewish family, which is like every single person in his 80 person family has different <laughs> levels. So and so will take phone calls on Shabbat. So-and-so will not drive on Shabbat, but they will do FaceTime with grandkids. So-and-so doesn't care about Shabbat at all. So-and-so like mildly does it. It's like the list goes on. It's like allergies. Like everyone has (laughs) one. I feel like everyone kind of just makes up their own rules. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like... I made my own rules. I'm like, yeah, I like to, I like to light candles on Friday, <laughs> but I want to watch TV Same. and I do it and I and I will do a show on Zoom. I don't care. Yeah. Are you kosher? Um, I try to be vegan. Oh. I okay. try. That's the really best hard. way to be and kosher. And then there's and then I I have weak moments where I'm like, that's okay. I respect that too. so much. Like fuel your body, do what makes sense if you want like a little piece of cheese mm-hmm. now and then. I mean, you want a and little I, I had an egg sandwich on a croissant yesterday because I had to. You deserve it. It was. It was I feel like eggs don't count. Eggs but when like, I cheat, I just go so hard, and mm-hmm. I'm like, eggs, cheese, croissant, yeah. and then I'm like, no, no, I need to be healthy. But the pandemic, I've and when I was pregnant, I threw it all out the window and was like, I will eat whatever I want. But I try never really. I kind of grew up not eating shellfish or pork products mm-hmm. my husband's allergic to shellfish oh. um i had a pork rib on the fourth of july because i was so hungry and i was around some people that were like grilling pork ribs and were they good just, it was phenomenal <laughs> pork is like amazing it was phenomenal and i'm like thank god i kind of don't ever 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 eat this because it is so delicious I think if I did eat pork, I would be eating it all the time. Like I would have bacon every single day of the week. You wouldn't you though. Guys you wouldn't at all. Uh, no, no, I don't eat I'm pork not. though. I, I, well, I don't eat red meat, but that's more of like a purely just like not really having an appetite for it. Mm-hmm. But I can. Yeah. We never. My parents never kept kosher. Both my my grandparents did. Like they had like two sets of utensils and plates and things like that. Yeah, that's my husband's parents. Yeah, they. Do the two sets of everything. It's sort of a lot. And I'm always like afraid to wash a dish. I'm like, I know I'm going to get this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a nice excuse to like exactly. not do anything though. <laughs> no, and I'm not kosher at all. Like I don't eat shrimp based on the fact that I think it is like a gross bottom feeder. Um, and you know what? You so might maybe get that... sick. They carry diseases. Yeah. The nutritional so value. I, I, it's like... Animals, I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubbles, but they're not good for you. 
I know. I, I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't really eat that yeah. much dairy it's horrible either. for you. It's all so bad for so you. So bad. Eat plants. But like I eat fish. I eat fish like it's going out of style. Like I freaking love salmon. I love canned tuna. Like mm-hmm. I could talk your ear off canned about tuna like, the fish is... I'm going to make tonight. My friend Eric is really into tuna. tuna. He doesn't say it out loud, but I've <laughs> observed him for the past nine years. And I'm like, you love tuna. And he's like, me? No, I don't love tuna. I'm like, but you eat it every day. And so for his birthday, we sent him 100 cans of tuna on Amazon. <laughs> that's a good gift. Honestly, that's, that's a gift you'll gift. use, which is the best kind of gift. It's like a gift card. That's like, yeah, but it's the, like the, he keeps lives in a, such a small apartment in New York that he's going to so that is just a huge fuck you exactly. for like tuna. Here's your fucking tuna right. ever because he's has to like put it in the you know cleaning <laughs> closet or whatever it is. He's set for life. So yeah, pros and cons. lifetime. Well, actually, he's set for about a month. And a half. <laughs> that too. Do you feel like it was important for you, like when you got married, were you or when you were dating, were like I need to be with a Jew, or were you like I'll fall in love with who I fall in love with? I definitely was. I'm a Pisces and I identify with Pisces very hardcore where I can fall in love on the subway. <laughs> I can fall in love with a rock, a stranger, anyone but a douchebag. I was always about like following my heart and falling in love, but I had a huge boner for Jewish guys. Mm. Like I like had a crush on Sasha Baron Cohen and I had a Same. crush on Andy Samboig and I had a Sam crush Boyd. on these like hand, handsome Jewish boys. And and I love a tall a tall Jewish mm-hmm. guy. Rare. Like, Where did you find night. one of those? Yeah. Um, you can, I don't know. Online. They're always broke <laughs> because they don't have to be rich. And so um, they're living with like 12 roommates and pursuing probably comedy. <laughs> so open mics is a good way to meet. But unfortunately, they are poor. Um, so it's like you either, you could pick one like Jewish you pick two, Jewish, tall, rich. Mm-hmm. You can't have it all. I would go with... Jewish and tall, tall. or Jewish and rich, or tall Maybe and rich. tall and rich. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... Real, I uh, like really... I, I'm fortunate that I have a boner for Jewish guys. I'm fortunate that like they do it for me mm-hmm. sexually because if it was a different thing, then it would be way harder and more complicated. So it was just like a known thing that like... I like Jewish guys. I like them tall mm-hmm. and I like them poor. <laughs> and so I was always on the hunt and I have had so many different weird boyfriends. And one of them was half Jewish, six foot six. Ooh, those extra And poor. What was his uh, other half? Six inches and lived in, a bre- lived in a breakfast nook. Oh my God. With like four, with like, like four roommates. <laughs> And I dated him and I loved it. I loved every second. And the only issue was he invited me to his family's house for Christmas. And I was like, Mm. okay, let's do it. Half Jew, let's go. And it really turns out that the wrong half was Jewish because they like fully did Christmas. Um, And it was like, there was something off about it mm -hmm. because I'm like the Grinch. (laughs) Same. I I really don't have any interest in celebrating Christmas. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because there's a couple of people that are like, but I love, I do love doing a tree. And yeah. I'm like, I'm a I feel Grinch. Like we talked to a lot of people who are like, but like, we love Christmas and like, you know, apple cider and like cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ugh, like, no, no, I don't know. I'd rather just have like, yeah, not only do I not like Christmas, I 
I did something brilliant, you guys. I married <laughs> a man whose birthday is on Christmas. Oh. So every year for Christmas, I get to just completely, and I'm also like a love bug. I completely pour my energy into like some kind of ridiculous slideshow that he doesn't really <laughs> want. And I just, I'm talking like a 10 minute slideshow, videos, cards, like a, a Usually the gift is like a water bottle or a backpack, but <laughs> life-changing water bottles. Um, Practical gifts. They're out to Contigo, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The water bottle game is so important in this house. Um, but it's like, I got to skip, I get to skip Christmas. And my husband's whole family is like, not Christmassy. Right. But anyways, the Christmas guy, I was like, uh-oh, this was the wrong half of Judaism. And I also, the whole half Jewish thing is so funny because mm-hmm. I would never like want to strip someone's Jewish cultural identity away from it's not mine to tell mm-hmm. you if you're Jewish or not but I found that yeah it's another very complicated thing in Judaism yeah I will say like and I'm surprised this doesn't come up more like the idea of being half Jewish like makes zero mm-hmm. sense to me especially because people say it to me a lot because my dad was not born Jewish. So I am half Italian, like culturally and religiously, I'm 100% Jewish, but like through heritage, I guess I'm like half a Jew, but I was raised Jewish. My mother's Jewish. There's a rule, which is if you came out of a Jewish vagina, Mm -hmm. you're You're Jewish. Jewish. And if you did not come out of a Jewish pussy, you are not. I just want to be so vulgar. <laughs> you're not. And you're not. So that's the rule. There's like only one thing mm-hmm. that makes you a Jew and only one thing that makes you not a Jew. But you can convert. And it makes me so like... And then there's conversion, if, which is yeah. great. And I talk about that on my special. Um, but No spoilers. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Let's talk about your special. Let's talk about your special really quick because you brought I it really, up. When did you film it? Like, are it. you excited? At first... <laughs> It all started because at first I wrote all these jokes about being pregnant and I was having so much fun being pregnant and doing comedy because for the first time I was like on a Mm self-deprecation, just annihilation tour of just like self-deprecation, boom, 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 Mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. And I was loving being pregnant doing comedy because you literally have like a prop Mm -hmm. and it was a blast. And so I was like, I'm going to do an album. I want to do a pregnant album. The album was like, well, we are actually, the people that I work with, Comedy Dynamics, were like, well, actually, we're working on a, we want to do a special with you. And I'm like, a pregnant special? (laughs) I never thought you'd ask. And I was just like so excited. And it was going to be in April. And I was going to do a pregnancy special, April 2020. And then they were like, so there is a virus. And I'm like, I heard. (laughs) I heard. And they're like, we're not going to do it. And I, I like, I had a good attitude about it. And I was like, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. I was going to do it nine months pregnant. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'm not doing a special. Yeah. And then they were like, so we're going to do it. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm about to have a baby. I'm like in labor. They're like, so we're going to do it. Can I give birth <laughs> on the stage? And I would totally like anything for attention. So <laughs> I, I said, uh, like, wh- when is it going to be? And it was it was supposed to be, um, what do we do? Like in July. So it was going to be six weeks after I gave birth and in L.A. Mm. And mm. for cars so it was going to be a drive-in show and they were like at the rose bowl which is this like iconic sports place that's a huge <laughs> venue i saw green day there <laughs> yeah, like five so, years ago so. so we and i was like 
I have been around enough to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. And so I prepped for it and I like did Zoom shows and like worked on it mm-hmm. and wrote all this extra material that had to do with COVID because that was what was happening. And then I wrote even more extra material about my experience actually going into labor, actually having the baby, trying to like doing the breastfeeding thing. And then I flew to LA and we filmed a drive-in special. That's so So cool. it is so, and they, I was, you know, I have low expectations for everything. Mm-hmm. Just like, we'll see what happens. But it was like one of the best nights of my life. Wow. And it was, and my, so a couple of things, it was just like, I prepared, like I was doing a monologue because I didn't really get the luxury. I feel like when you're a comedian and you're doing a special, you tour and do a hundred shows in Portland, San Francisco, Houston, and blah, blah, blah. You go everywhere around the country. Like if I was a Z's. And Aziz, Before but I wasn't canceled. in a pandemic. Then you're not. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's say I was... <laughs> let's, let's say I was Crystalia getting ready for my special after I had sex with a bunch of teenage girls and then forgot to, like, actually apologize to them. I would... Um, I would, I would then go and and do like three shows in some like super swanky theater, but I didn't have any of those luxuries. And I'm a girl who's, I'm game for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I will take whatever I can get in this economy, in this <laughs> world, give it me whatever. So all I had was this one show mm-hmm. and we were only going to do one take. And it Holy was shit. like, what do I do to prepare? And it's, and I also had a newborn. And so what I did was I did like Zoom shows for like two people. And then I did a Zoom show for like 40 people. And then I did a Zoom show for 50 people. And I did like six Zoom shows leading up to it. And then other than that, I rehearsed it like it was a monologue, like mm. like as if I was memorizing Shakespeare. Yeah. But yeah, my boobies looked so big in the special. I can't wait. Because to I was breastfeeding. So it was just like, I had this like poof on my, I don't know what to call it, just a big lumpy tummy. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to look feminine and I wanted to look good, but I also wanted, I don't know. Your boobs to be huge. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, my boobs will distract you from my big belly. (laughs) But I was also just like, I was really owning my size. I was like, I just had a baby. And if I was pencil thin. Yeah. This would be really, really, really annoying. Yeah, no, people like, would hate you. I just had a baby. I feel Can't like you tell? That's like not in style anymore. <laughs> Literally, no, you're tiny. Yeah, it was really owning my my big, big body at the time. I was just like, yeah, this is the size I am. And I'm proud of myself for not like, there is a chance that I would, in a different parallel universe, like worry about what I look like and if I look good and thin. Mm-hmm. In, um, like a special if I wasn't pregnant, yeah. wasn't postpartum, just just Esther being Esther. But somehow the postpartum thing was just like, yeah, I'm big and juicy. Gives you a pass. Like it almost made me, yeah, I was like, you can't care what your body looks like. Yeah. You just had a kid. You're trying to keep someone alive. Like, could you? the last yeah. thing that you're worried about. It's the best excuse for looking like crap. <laughs> and then when you look, you look good, people are like, <laughs> oh my god like the glow up it's like <laughs> for that one reason i recommend kids just so that people tell you how great you look and you're like i looked so much better two years Aww. ago but okay <laughs> i'll think about it i don't know 
Um, I recommend I'm a TV not having a kid and having a kid, just depending on the hour. It depends. I've, I've actually had such a bad day that I called like my sister and I was like, promise me you will never have a kid. Oh just save your life. Save your whole fucking life. Wait, so live your life and do not have a kid because at the end of the day, they won't remember anything you do for them and they will go to therapy and complain about you. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not. <laughs> and and you can break your back every freaking day and they won't care, will they? I think that there might be some positives to it. I don't know what they are as I've only been the child in the scenario, not the parent. Time goes by different. Faster or slower? They, like, they joke about it that like days are longer. My days feel like a year. Yeah. And my like weeks or my months really fly by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, it's holy shit, he's going to be one in a couple months. Like, I can't believe he's, like, I can't believe it's been nine months. So it's super, it's kind of dumb. But yeah, days feel like a year and a half. So your baby's name is Moses. How did you, which is a very Jewish name. How did you come up with that? What's the, where did you hear that name first? It's a game (laughs) called, which dead Jew are you named after? Um, (laughs) So I have always been into super Jewish names because my name is Esther and my husband's name is Noah. So it just felt like it was, I wanted to give it. I I also think it's kind of a burden in a way. That you wanted to pass my on. Name is Sarah, like my sister's name is Sarah and she just doesn't have the burden of have to having a, a conversation about her name. And, <laughs> you know, like Esther is a conversation starter and the buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, let's talk about tuberculosis. Um, but like someone's grandmother's great aunt died in oh, the hollow house. So we'll talk about it. Like, it just, you don't get that when your name is Sarah, which is my sister's name. Mm-hmm. And I bring it up a lot because she's just 15 months older and has a very different experience with her name. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give my son a really heavy Jewish name. And I really wanted a boy because Mm -hmm. I have so many women around me and so many sisters and more sisters. And my husband has sisters. Mm. And I was ready for some mask energy. And then when he came, uh, we found out it was a boy. Like, we kind of knew it was going to be Moses because Noah's mom, who passed away, her name was Marsha. So we were going to take the M and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess if my parents died, it would be, they're both Michael and Miriam. So oh, there like, you go. <laughs> so so there's a lot of M names. We're going to hope that they stay alive. Fingers um, crossed. The, Definitely. Yeah. The Moses. And then the middle name was actually going to be Zion. Oh, Oh, because wow. we wanted a Z to honor my uncle who passed, mm-hmm. but we did not go with Zion because we felt like, it was unfairly heated name, heavy mm-hmm. name, and controversial name. So what did you go with? Benjamin. Oh, that's cute. Which is a beautiful Classic. name. I love yeah. the name Benjamin. So his name is Moses Benjamin, also aka Moses B. Gardensworth. Like <laughs> we love a bee. We love a bee. And it's just cute. And I as I say Benjamin, I smile and it's light and beautiful yeah. and it flows nicely. But the bee is so Noah's mom is um, Marsha and her na- maiden name was Benjamin. So it's a oh, perfect, perfect Moses Benjamin, Marsha oh, Benjamin. And then beautiful. Name. And then for his Hebrew name, we named him after my uncle, whose name is Zeev. And he's like one of the most just beautiful people, like just kindest, sweetest, amazing 
humans in my life that unfortunately passed like at 50 years old, mm. like two years ago, it hurts. Ugh. Sorry. And so we, I, I, I wanted that so bad. So having a kid is fun that you get to like honor that dead uncle that you are fucking love them so much. And you want to like pass, like that is the best thing that you can do. I think I agree is, with is honor a dead person, which is like, <laughs> Love Judaism. It's all about dead people. What's your Hebrew name? Mine's Esther. So his name is now Moshe Zeev. So it's oh. like Moshe Zeev. So it's cute. Moshe Zeev. Um, and I call him Moshe Zeev a lot. And then my Hebrew name is like Esther. Just Esther. Yeah. Esther. So your regular name and your Hebrew yeah, name. Yeah. What? And, and, and no, I was great. named after my grandmother who was alive when I what? was born. Because I guess my mom asked her, like, can I name her Esther and my... Safta, who's like Israeli and kind of Sephardic, was like, yeah, go for it. Because I guess there's rules with Sephardic tradition. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are you can do dead or alive. Gotcha. The Sephardics are always just like going yeah. rogue with their rules. I love that. I, knew, I learned a new one. People, like yeah. Day. You have like darker skin. That's another weird thing about me is that I don't even physically fit into a Jewish person the way that Americans might think a Jewish person looks like right, that because they probably think I look Persian mm-hmm. or they think that I look Armenian or they think other things that they jerk off to. Um, <laughs> After they have just attended a Trump rally. Yeah, they're just the like, Capitol. yeah, you look, yeah, or maybe I'm, I don't know, Lebanese, Cuban, or, you know, I could be, yes, but, I see but that. I'm not, I'm fucking bagel, I'm half bagel Jew, half hummus Jew, <laughs> but like, I love that. <laughs> But like, wait a minute. Um, she's, yeah. So it's I have a very complicated. Again, like I don't think that I necessarily look white Jewish. Yeah, you but, but I am heritage wise. I'm seventy five percent Ashkenazi. I mean, I didn't know that you were seventy five percent Ashkenazi. I just said that so confidently. Those, I but, I, but I, but, but it doesn't matter because if you're half black and half white, yeah. you either people mm-hmm. perceive you as either mixed. Or they look at you and they're like, you're a black person. Or they look at you and you're a white person. And no one cares. Like, no, everyone else's mm-hmm. opinions obviously don't matter. But we live, again, in a physical world where, especially yeah. in Hollywood, when you're trying to be an actor or whatever. And it's like, all boils down to the fact that, like, I feel like if I'm ever going to succeed, it's going to be, like, me writing my own very personal totally. story. Not someone being like, we're looking for a Jewish girl <laughs> to play this part. And the history behind this Jewish girl is that she's, an Ashkenazi. Right. Or that she's a Sephardic. They're going to go one way or the other. Like, I would love... A, someone called me Ashkafardic, which I thought... <laughs> was, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, what we need is an Ashkafardic sitcom. I will watch it. I will produce it. <laughs> All like, right. Then the two families having, like, fights about rice on... On, <laughs> on Passover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we just want to put people in boxes, whether it's, like, imagining Jews as all being Ashkenazi Jews, as deciding that anyone who is like half black is like completely black. You know what I mean? It's like, we always want to decide other people's identities for them. And I think hopefully that's changing a little now. I don't know. It is changing because it's on Sesame Street. That's how you Sesame know. Sesame Street's <laughs> talking about racism. And I'm like, they should have been talking about racism. A lot finally. Before, but shout out finally. to Sesame Street. I'm just putting together now. I mean, I forgot, and then and now I remember. Did you start the Kibitz Room show? I did start the Kibitz Room show at Canner's Deli. Mm. Thank you for bringing it up. Okay. Um, 
You're so welcome. I mean, I wish that was... I, wa- I walked so in funny. with a lot of confidence. <laughs> confidence I wish I had. I think it was like I was 23 and I walked into Canners and was like, it's a Jewish deli and there's a room with a bar. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to run a show here. They're like, look, comedy doesn't work here. We've tried it like once or twice in the past and it's just not good. And I said, well, give me a shot. Like, you don't understand. Like, I can make it good. Like, the one thing I'll say about comedy is there is a spectrum Mm -hmm. where you can go to a show that's like absolutely atrocious and you can go to a show that's fucking brilliant and amazing. And it's like, it's all just depends on the comedians. Mm -hmm. It depends on how it's produced and who's hosting. It's just, there's a lot of things. So I was like, I can do it. Trust me. I don't know where I got this confidence. And then, um, and then they were like, okay, we'll give you a shot. Like there was no money exchanged. It was meal tickets. So it's like, they give you a, uh, it's like, $40. $40. They <laughs> give us like three meal tickets. So I was like, I want to run this show. And it started small and then we got bigger. And then all of a sudden it was like, we were filming the show Funny Girls that I was on and they wanted to make the Kibbutz Room like this big storyline. It was like a reality show. Like pitched it as a docuseries. It was a reality show. <laughs> and I was so excited because I got to be like, this is my show. This is my place. And like on the show, it just really looked cooler than it was. But it was really, a, it's like, a, it's my home for sure. I would just book a lot of Jews. My mm-hmm. first show was like um, Moshe Kasher and like, I, and like a couple other like Jewish people. I remember my first show, I wanted it to be. And then I was like, no, 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 no. It's not just Jews. Yeah. It's just not white guys. Fair enough. I just pride myself on like, really want to be I want people to applaud me for my booking <laughs> no I want I, I it, it works it works better for everything when I when I look at a lineup and I'm like oh there's a ton of women mm-hmm. and it's not like oh because there was a long period of time where they would be like okay we're gonna put Greg after you and then Catherine or like, because they would like actually say it out loud. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to do two women in a row. That's whatever. That and makes I'm me like, so but wait, you will do two guys in a row. Double standard. Of course. I don't get it. I feel like you and Haim, other three more yes. powerful, influential, talented Jewish women. Also. Guns and roses. Yes. Also, powerful <laughs> Jewish women. Also made Cantor's like cool again. Or almost like put it on the map as like a hub of like creativity. Like they did like an album cover there. They did like an album release party there. I think they shot a music video there. They started like performing there. I'm a, I love them and I love everything about them. Cause it's like all these like Jewish sisters. Oh my gosh. And they, yeah, I want to like make out with all of them. I'm sure you could after the Literally same. I almost went to their house once for a shoot. And then I got uninvited like at the day of because they had too many production people going. Like, I was, like, basically almost in the car to go there. And then my boss called me at the time. I was like, we actually have too many people coming. But, like, oh. thanks for volunteering. I was like... I would love to do, like, an epic, like, block party. Like, yeah. a Dave Chappelle's block party. Like, we just take over canners and then do just, like, Jewish talent show. And just have a ton of security. I feel like we could all make that <laughs> happen. Really easy. <laughs> we could MC. <laughs> And sponsored by oh sponsored God. by J Date yes. or the new what's the new J Date app? The Locks Club. The Locks Club. How's that? Which it's I pretentious though. Single. I'm not single. I'm not oh, neither is Jess. Jess has a boyfriend. Jewish guys? Are you dating Jewish guys? No, no, we're not. Good for you. That was my last first question. Too. I mean, so, it wasn't a choice. The Jeff I just happened to fall in love in the world. As long as they're hot. <laughs> that's 
He's my boyfriend's hot. Yeah. I've yes. never met. I Texas, so I say that my boyfriend is also hot. I haven't met him. Yet. He's also tall, which is nice, but he's okay, not go, go, Jewish. Go, 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 go. So you really, as I said before, you can't have it all. Would you marry a non-Jew? I don't know. Yes, I would if it was this one. And I mean, he's already like fully expressed that if I wanted to, if I wanted him to convert, he would. And if we were to have kids, like he's one hundred percent on board with raising. He's them down Jewish. to get circumcised. <laughs> he's down for that, and it's also like my dad did it, so like I can't really be that judgy about it. I don't think because like my mom can't be like, oh, you have to. Marry I mean, you, like, yeah. love is love. My sister's with a partner who's not Jewish whatsoever, and I'm like. He makes her very happy, and that's all I care about. Yeah, at all. totally. Like, exactly. The amount of sleazy, awful men who happen to be Jewish. Yeah, no, thank you. Exactly. Good guy before anything. For sure. Speaking of circumcision, before you go, I want to ask you one last question. <laughs> I do a lot of talking about <laughs> circumcision on the special. Did you do a Zoom bris for baby Moses? We sure did. And <laughs> because I'm so... I use the word Hollywood just to say that I have editing <laughs> capabilities. If, you know, there was some kind of slideshow or video that like our grandmother wanted us to do, like we would obviously be the people in our families to like do it. Sure. So it was like on me to figure out like the technological <laughs> aspect of like how we're going to share this. And they were a lot of talks. Mm. Okay? We had a lot of discussions about how we're going to execute a Zoom bris. And I said... It's already going to be so stressful. Having a kid is so stressful just as is. And then when you include the fact that he got circumcised and there was a pandemic and it was like the height epicenter and blah, blah, blah. We had to do it with like insanely minimal people. Like my parents were there and Noah's sister and that's it. And then we had the Rabbi Moyle and then we had my son and he literally got circumcised on our kitchen table. <gasps> That's like how they used nice. to do it back in the day. Probably. Nice. Or no, they probably... And it was awful. so awful. Oh, really? He, he was getting trimmed and cut and there was <sighs> blood. Like, as a mother, I can't even watch him bump his head. Oof. I go... I want to cry when I see him bump his head. It's like concerning how much blood there is. I'm... I mean, I'm seven years older than my brother, so I like vividly remember his. Ooh. I try not to look. And my job was to dip the cloth into the Manischewitz and give it to him. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because he was nine days old and I was giving him alcohol. <laughs> but anyways. Judaism. We love it. What I said was like, we will allow Noah's father on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And I came up with this idea that we were going to honor his dad who was in Denver with a FaceTime because mm -hmm. I love my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. And we were going to say like, you're the only person. And basically I have this theory that like when you have too many technological things happening, you are not in the moment and you're too busy texting your aunt like Lee, the password, mm -hmm. and people are like, wait, I didn't get the link. Wait. Can... And I just was like, the last thing I want is for everyone to be on our phones communicating with other family members right. about how to yeah. log in. I was like, and if, and if it stops, like, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. So I set up like my video camera, my like camcorder. <laughs> and I like tried to go old school. I like pulled out my camcorder. Oh my God. I don't even know why. I was like, I don't even want to use an iPhone. I'm not going to go. <laughs> and I pulled out a camcorder and just set it up in the corner, filmed the whole thing. And then afterwards edited it with. Oh, that's smart. A he goes to cut. And then it has like a fuzzy <sighs> Save by the Bell, like pink star swipe. 
Marie like, was like 10 minutes later and then we're all like having gay <laughs> <Happy>. vibes. <laughs> and so it's like it's like really really fun that I got to like edit together but I tried to send it to a friend um my friend Nicole Schreiber I was like hey here's the breast video and she was like I do not want to watch your son's penis getting chopped off and I was like it's like a prayer and it's but okay and I played guitar I played Montesiahu one day on the guitar Ooh, and it was, oh my it was like a fun moment for me to shine really take the opportunity <laughs> it's really about you. Know that I mean that was your day talented. like it was like basically your breath <laughs> you didn't get one I started to understand the first birthday is not about the kid it's about the mom celebrating the fact that she got through one year yes. and it's will be my opportunity to like buy a new outfit and like it's so funny because I've only been a bat mitzvah girl but mm-hmm. I never really thought about being the mother of a bar mitzvah boy and like the proud the <laughs> loudness you're gonna it's thrive like, it's such a funny thing That's to be a mom of like a Jewish mother and be like my son on his bris, I must play my Montesiahu guitar. <laughs> like, who, do, who am I right now? Just your typical Ashkafarnik Ag- mill trying to jam it out. Right Episode the title. Snips with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, what is going on? Trying to jam it um, out. <laughs> and like, I'm glad it all happened. It was, you know, we had to get circumcised, but I was also recovering from a c-section and so there was a part of me that really like everyone was like he's gonna get a bris i'm like i also had surgery bitch i already got like, one I, ago, I, was, I was like he's bleeding in his diaper i'm also bleeding in my diaper and i was like i held him and i knew where his like penis was obviously in mm-hmm. his diaper and then i was like i remember just like holding him on my like chest and I think we were like scar to scar. Oh, that's My very beautiful. My is like, <laughs> we weren't naked, but I was like, I'm sorry you had to go through this. But guess what, buddy? You're a white man. Life will be fine. It's up, It's downhill from here. One day Moses will listen to this and just. I worry. I'm like, that beautiful is moment. he going to be like, my mom like talked about me too much, posted too many pictures and like exploited my cuteness? Probably. Or is he going to be like <laughs> totally. Down? I feel like by the time he's older, like we're going to have all mm-hmm. different apps. Like we're going to be using completely different technology for, for what I'm concerned. Like we won't even have access to like these podcasts or like those photos. Esther, this was so this fucking was fun. Blast. Thank you so much. This is the most fun I've had in like days. Days. Let's do this again at the kid at the kibitz room. Yes, we should do a live episode. Oh yes, our Jewish. What's Valentine. your order, by the way? What's your canner's go-to order meal? Matzah ball soup. I'm stuffed cabbage. I get the mishmash soup. Mishmash soup all oh. day because it's, I will cheat you know, on my diet things. and get stuffed cabbage. I get their stuffed cabbage occasionally, but usually I'm just like pastrami mm-hmm. mustard. And mishmash soup. I love a turkey Reuben or just matzo. I always get matzo ball soup. But. Class. And then I just like go ham on pickles. Like I feel like I fill up on pickles the way that other people fill up on chips and salsa at Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I do that. I do that. I used to promote Kibitz Rooms with free pickles. <laughs> and then it, I would be like ask the bartender and like totally bother them and be like, can you, can we, can we? Hey, sorry, but I know you're making drinks. Um, Can you? Get pickles for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just the whole, just the whole audience and the comics. And my next comedy show is going to be so many pickles. I can't wait. I'll be there. Thanks for joining us, Esther. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Esther.Steinberg. Be sure to check out her podcast, Stand Up Mom, and her special Burning Bush on Amazon. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And please don't forget to rate and review us. If you want to support our show financially, please go to anchor.fm slash pray for us slash support or just search for us on Anchor or Venmo me at Jessica-Dolan. You can Venmo JC too. Uh, even $1 makes a difference. We are so appreciative. Follow us on Insta at pray for us pod. And if you feel like it, send us a note at pray for us pod at gmail.com. Shabbat Shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>